This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture. It's Friday afternoon, looking a bit cloudy and rainy. So um, for those of you on the road, if it's raining wherever you are, do drive safe. I'm Tisha Aik with Lim Suen this hour. And we're marking World Voice Day today. And, uh, you know, this is a day that's celebrated every year to create awareness about and to recognise and also to celebrate the human voice. So we thought, what better way to do that than to speak with two Malaysian voice talents who have voiced many TV ads and breathed life into the content that we consume on TV as well as online and uh, hopefully when you hear them uh, on the show later you'll be able to recognise um, what ads they've been in. Mm. So we're also running a poll on Twitter where we're asking you does the voiceover in commercial or audio content make a difference to how you connect with it? Your options are yes or not really but you can also you know share any of your favourite voice actors if you have. Um, you can tweet us at BFM Radio or you can also WhatsApp us at 018 so we thought we'd start with a quick 101 on the origins of World Voice Day. And interestingly enough, it was actually established back in 1999 by a group of Brazilian, well, surprise, surprise, laryngologists. And these are doctors <laughs> who deal with the larynx. Um, and that's the uh, organ that's responsible for our voices. Hmm. So the Brazilian Society of Laryngology and Voice under their then chairman, Dr. Nadio Stephen, was the first um, to, observed wo- to observe Voice Day on April 16th, which was later known as Brazilian Voice Day, but it wasn't until um, 2002 that it was officially recognised as World Voice Day and every year it is uh, celebrated on the 16th of April. So mainly, um, Voice Day serves as an opportunity to inform the public about the importance of the human voice and the need to care for it and more importantly, to not take it for granted. Now, mm. there are quite a few voice disorders out there like laryngitis, uh, muscle tension dysphonia, vocal cord paralysis, all of which could lead to voice loss. And I think that's, you know, no one really wants that. No one really thinks of that either. That's right. And besides the medical aspects, um, you know, of, of sort of like taking care of your voice, um, Voice Day has also been extended to celebrate voice as an art, you know, voice talents who bring out the beauty of their voices um, to really bring life to TV and online content. And uh, here in Malaysia, of course, so many businesses now depend on voice actors to spice up their ads, you know, to tell the story behind their brands and really um, use these voice talents talents to tell stories that can connect with people. And I think really, um, you know, the very fact that uh, we're on radio, mm-hmm. right, and, uh, you know, also through our podcast, um, speaking to you um, every day um, really uh, brings, drives home the point that, um, you know, you all of you listening, you can't see us. Mm. The only way that we are connecting um, with our listeners is really through the voices, through our voices. And uh, we hope, I think that it's a strange idea because um, uh, I came into radio only relatively recently Mm. and... um, it's a bit of a strange idea. It took a lot of getting used to. It was a steep learning curve um, to realise that um, I have to project everything in my voice, right? To get my points across, um, to hope that I can connect with listeners. Yeah, it's a very um, strange um 
strange experience compared to when you're presenting something in person because you re- then you realize how much you rely on gestures on making eye connection mm. but really on radio or on podcast your voice is the only thing that's making that bridge between you and your listeners right and perhaps that's why we're seeing and and maybe people are seeking that connection right through voice because we have been seeing sort of that rise in people um uh, listening to podcasts over the years, you know, a lot of people getting into different uh, fiction or non-fiction. Mm. And I, I think there is that something that people look for in voices and in voice actors that help to make that connection, right? Because people pay attention to certain voices more than others. But really, it's down to personal preference as well. That's true. And uh, we've had, um, I think, Sue and you and I can can relate with the experience of um, having to um, learn this new <laughs> skill, yes. I call, of voice acting because uh, we do record some uh, uh, PSAs and, and obviously um, other content on radio. But it's really the PSAs that have, um, I think, forced us to tap into these depths of voice acting which i will admit i'm very bad at um but but you uh you know you've done uh, a number of psas for the station as well right um i'm sure all of you listening have heard our um our psas on covid mm. on vaccines uh and generally uh, other content as well how has that experience been it's I, rem- I think I remember the first time I was asked to do it. It was very strange to me because I've never really thought of it that way. I mean, we've done, um, you know, I remember some doing sh- um, short sketches in back in school and uni and things like that. But it's not the same when your voice is really all you rely on. And mm. when you listen back, you realize that actually, if you don't put too much thought into it you sound like a robot yeah and there's so much conscious effort mm. to uh, to bring through different emotions just in your voice alone mm. right definitely something that is a very steep learning curve yeah, I and I think it takes a lot of um, coaching as well right to to get yourself into that mindset and to know what sort of tone you want to put across that's true well um, on that note we thought we should cap- catch up with the professionals you know um, <laughs> and uh, we'll be speaking to a couple of voice actors to see what it takes to become a good voice actor in Malaysia and also what goes into this uh, this profession so on Skype we've got Song Fan Sie and Karen Ho uh, Song Fan is uh, the president of Voice Guild Malaysia or VGM and Karen is an exco member of the guild as well. So um, to start with, what does it take to become a voice talent, you know, and what qualifies someone as being a good voice talent? Uh, Karen, maybe we can start with you. Um, well, in my humble opinion, I think um, one of the important factors is fluency in the chosen language or at least a very high degree of fluency. Um, pronunciation, you know, things like enunciation, uh, a pleasing tone, uh, being versatile helps a lot, uh, being easy to direct as well, uh, and the ability to interpret scripts, so things like that. Um, but I, having said that, I also think that ultimately it's very important that um, a voice talent keeps practicing um, because the more experience you have, the better you get. And there's always something to learn, you know, no matter how long you've been doing this. Yeah. And I would, I would add on to that, uh, except, you know, besides all the technical skills that, that's needed, I think um, the ability, or I should say that, you know, the ability to, to be able to withstand pressure and the willingness to learn and keep improving is very, very important because um, being a voice, voice talent or voiceover talent or voice actor, uh, it's, it's actually a very highly pressured career. 
uh, in in a way. Yeah. Hmm. So how big is the industry and how dependent are businesses on voice talent? You know, would you say that demand has um, increased over the years? Okay. Um, the voiceover industry, to be really honest, on the on the how should I say it on a micro scale, is actually very niche. It's actually very niche, to be really honest. However, on a macro scale, uh, for the public especially, our voices are actually everywhere. You can hear our voices everywhere. It could be on the phone. It could be while you're walking in the mall. It could be anywhere. So, um, in a way, it is niche. Yet, it's also at very big at the same time. Well, I think there's a very uh, definite growing importance for um, voice talents. Because, I mean, first of all, the public are more media and entertainment savvy than ever before, right? We're always consuming content on a daily basis. So I think people know the difference um, between an average voiceover and someone who sounds professional. I think, you know, it's become very clear nowadays. And in addition to that, a lot of um, businesses nowadays, I, I think we have this culture now where if your business is not online, then you're not on the public radar. So it's crucial. Uh, I think a lot of businesses are realizing that they have to somehow get their brand or their company out on there, online somewhere in a digital sphere, or even if it's just conventional as well, you know. Um, so that requires uh, some form of media and some form of, um, well, uh, usually uh, voice talents who come in to say something about the business um, to engage with the audience. So, um, yeah, and it's becoming very crucial that, you know, businesses do want to engage effectively with their audiences. And having a professional voice, you know, can help to uh, to carry their brand or their message in a way that they prefer, in that way that they desire, as opposed to someone who doesn't have the skills or experience. So, um, Song Fan, do you find that more small businesses are also making use of voice talents? I mean, I imagine that 20 years ago, it was mainly big companies who would be able to afford to properly produce content with capable voice talents, right? Actually, yes, because um, in the past, right, to, to be able to produce a, a TV, for example, a TV ad, is, it actually is a very, very high, it's very, very costly and um, SMEs may not be able to afford it. But nowadays, with the online uh, platforms, it's becoming uh, more affordable. Hence, there are more and more like SMEs uh, actually engaging voiceover talents to, to, to brand, you know, to be the branding voice for their products and also marketing videos. So uh, in that sense, yes. I, I don't think that, that the, the demand is like, changing much in a sense because bigger brands are also switching their marketing strategy and i think the whole market is still changing in terms of like how to market uh, or how to promote their products so overall it's it's averaging out you know throughout the whole market i would say now, Songfan, you're the president of the Voice Guild uh, Malaysia. What's the role of the guild as well as its relationship with voice actors in the country? To begin with, a Voice Guild Malaysia started off purely because of you know the, um, the guild wanted to take care of the welfare of the voice of a talent. Uh, to be to be more precise, it started off because of payment problem, collection, you know, all this. Um, so for the past 20 years, Voice Guild Malaysia has been doing the same thing, basically. And that's a core of the guild. 
And in terms of relationship, I think Voice Game Malaysia is actually playing a role where we are providing, um, I wouldn't say guidance, but it's a very safe spot for everyone to share their ideas and also sometimes even experience, you know, helping each other uh, when it's necessary. All right. Um, Karen and Songfan, do stay on the line. We need to go for a quick break now. Um, so today we are marking World Voice Day with voice actors Songfan Sie and Karen Ho. Songfan is the president of Voice Guild Malaysia and Karen is an ex-co of the same guild. And uh, we'll be back uh, after uh, this break uh, to continue the conversation uh, with them. So keep it right here on the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture. I'm T. Shaikh with Lim Su and keeping you company this hour. Today we're we're marking world. Oh dear, <laughs> this is ironic because we are marking World Voice Day today, and I'm clearly having trouble <laughs> with my voice. Um, but uh, you know, uh, earlier we already uh, sort of like did a quick 101 on what World Voice Day is. I just want to uh, quickly get you to um, re- revisit our polls, when mm. So we're asking you on Twitter. Um, whether the voiceover in a commercial or audio content uh, makes a difference to how you connect with it. Um, right now, about 71% say yes, 29% say not really, but you can keep taking that poll on Twitter. And you can also tell us, you know, who are your favourite voice actors? We've gotten a few comments in already, but you can um, keep doing so. Treat us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. And now we're continuing our conversation with voice actors Song Fan Sie and Karen Ho. Um, Song Fan is the president of the Voice Guild Malaysia and Karen is an ex-co of the same guild. Song Fan, Karen, thanks for staying on the line with us. So you've walked us through a little bit of what it takes to become good voice actors as well as as how many businesses, both big and small, um, actually depend on them to help shape their brand identity and to give life to their TV and online content. Now, looking at the COVID-19 pandemic, has it significantly impacted the demand for voice actors? It has uh, definitely in, uh, impacted the industry. However, I it's not so much on the demand, as I would say, because uh, from the very beginning, we actually prepared ourselves Voice Malaysia actually uh, asked our members to prepare to set up for recording from home. We start off a movement called Record From Home, RFH, Record From Home, uh, right before MCO, right before MCO. Mm-hmm. Uh, we announced the need to, to set up home recording way before MCO. And a high percentage of our members actually get themselves ready for, for it. Because what we realized that as a supply chain, if we couldn't actually provide voiceover service to the industry, um, even if they, there were jobs available, nothing will be, will be able to, to be accomplished without voiceover. So we have to get ourselves prepared. And the truth is, yeah, uh, it helps a lot um, because we, are, we were already ready to take on jobs. Having said so, the pandemic also has obviously caused a lot of businesses, business owners to, to be more wary of how they spend their money, especially at the beginning of the, uh, the beginning stage of the pandemic. Well, the pandemic is still ongoing. <laughs> so um, we are actually observing and adapting. Uh, so far, we're doing quite okay, to be really honest. There are some of our members that are still catching up in terms of like uh, doing like virtual recordings with uh, clients on 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 like 
whether it's Zoom session, because it's something new for some of our members, to be really honest. Yeah. Mm. Now, Karen, is uh, recording from home something new for you or have you been doing it before the pandemic? Now, I can see on our video call here that you have um, quite a nice mic set up at home. Oh, this is very new. Uh, actually, I wasn't even ready during the first MCO. So but <laughs> <laughs> so I was one of those that didn't hop on the bandwagon last year. But I realized that I needed to do it this year. So during MCO, the recent MCO 2.0, I was persuaded very much by a fellow member to to get on board and get um, a microphone, um, which is why today I can sound at least, at least a bit more professional for the interview as opposed to a laptop mic. So it definitely will help me in future. All right. Um, now, both of you have been doing this for a while now, and you have both voiced many well-known ads and TV segments. So what drew you into doing this? Well, I, um, I have a background already in TV and radio and in media in general. So um, it helps that I had some experience because I was a former newsreader, presenter and radio announcer. Um, but it wasn't so it wasn't that that actually got me into the voiceover industry um, in the professional sense. Um, it was it so happened that I had an acquaintance in the production industry and he, he saw or rather he heard that um, a potential uh, and was willing to train me uh, because despite, you know, you might think that, oh, someone has a great voice, they can do a voiceover, you know, uh, they've been on TV or radio, but, you know, it's, it takes a lot more than just having a good voice. Um, so I needed training and um, thanks to that training, I was able to uh, learn a lot and then I found out about the Voice Guild and this whole niche industry of voiceovers and um, yeah, so it was very interesting. That's how I sort of fell into it really. As for me, I, I love voices since I was really, really young, but I guess I'm, I, I was kind of lucky because I started off as a sound engineer at a, well, prestige audio post-production house. And uh, lucky in a sense where when you're working in an, in an audio post-production house, you're actually surrounded by all these like very, very talented voiceover talents. And then you are like, wow, what they can do with their voice and with their voices. And, and coincidentally, like uh, not even two months into the job of being a sound engineer, I was asked to try, try out for a job. And I tried. That's for Mandarin uh, Mother's Day commercial. And I tried it. I got it. That's how I got into the industry. Uh, but I think most importantly, what got me staying in the industry for like 20 years now is simply just because every time when I, when I'm, when I, when I can complete a voiceover job, I feel satisfied and I'm, it's very joyful in the sense where I can create some influence and impact with just voice. You know, it's just like our radio announcers. I think you guys are amazing because voices, a lot of people, especially in our era right now, visual is so important, but actually voices leaves so much impression in our, in our mind. And a lot of people may not even realize it. Yeah. And, and it's very uh, challenging. It's not as easy as well because you lack that visual support. Yeah. You know, having a having a, a nice looking face and you know sort of background and sets. It's easy when you have visual aids, but when you just rely on the voice, it's a lot a lot more challenging. And I find maybe that's why the sense of achievement is greater when yeah. you are doing a voice based profession, because it is is not easy to sound good and what you say and deliver 
and make sense and, and sometimes do it live as well. So, you know, that sense of achievement is great. And also, like Song Fan said, being able to lend your voice to a piece of content that's going to perhaps help to strengthen a brand or to promote something or to create more awareness about something or to lend whatever emotion you know, to that message, you know, it could help inspire somebody, could help, you know, cheer somebody up, it could help, you know, uh, make you hungry, you know, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's a very powerful tool. Mm. I mean, I'm curious, do you both ever feel that uh, after you do a certain amount of voice acting that it starts to feel the same? Because um, I guess the thing about voice acting, as Karen mentioned, is that people can't see your facial expressions, right? Um, I think yes and no. Uh, but ultimately, Especially if you were in the industry for a long time, yes, for sure. Uh, just like any other kind of work, we would feel ups and downs, you know, from time to time. And especially when it comes to performance-related kind of work, whether it's acting, singing, or voiceover, uh, after a while, you you would definitely find yourself, ah, am I not, like, you know, doing something different, innovative, or creative? Am I being sounding the same? Um, but ultimately, I, I do think that one must feel that you are fresh every time you step into a studio, whether it's for radio commercial, TV commercial, or radio drama, or even film dubbing. Um, ultimately, um, I think every job is different. Every client is different. Sometimes with the same brief saying that ah, you have to sound cheerful, <laughs> but everyone's cheerfulness is different. And in it itself is being challenging. It's also very um, interesting sometimes after a while. Um, for a period of time, yes, I was like, ah, oh, this, is, this is getting uninspiring. However, for the past like six years, five years, I... I somehow feel different again. Right now, I see the same kind of brief or similar kind of scripts as something more challenging instead. I'm challenging myself to, to create something even new, something even newer than what I, what, what I have done before. So for me, that's how it is right now. I, I, I'm not sure about Karen. Um, yeah, well, it's... It definitely varies according to each uh, voice talent. For example, I, I don't do this full time. I have other work besides voiceovers. So for me, it's part time. I'm not doing this every day. So if I was to do this every day, uh, the same type of voiceover job, perhaps I might feel repetitive. But many of our talents are, you know, they do diverse range of voiceovers, not just commercials, but corporate, you know, maybe games, uh, video games, maybe audiobook, maybe podcast, maybe a... Uh, interactive phone response system. So it really differs and, and each one of those applications requires a different kind of emotion or delivery. So for me, predominantly, I get called for a lot of corporate jobs um, to sound professional and, you know, yet warm and friendly and all that kind of thing. So, you know, every corporate job isn't always the same either. It can seem repetitive sometimes, but there are days when, you know, a client might surprise you and suddenly they want something a bit different. Um, like recently the other day I did a corporate job and, you know, the usual stuff, you know, they want something corporate, but, you know, friendly. And by the way, there's more than one kind of um, one definition of friendly. There are many ways to sound friendly. And um, but halfway through the recording, they said, um, something's not great. Uh, we need something more. We need you to sound more inspiring. And then they gave me a reference. They said, 
can you something like um, inspiring like Morgan Freeman? Wow. And I'm thinking, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> that's um, that's a pretty big uh, reference there. Yeah, Morgan Freeman or like Nelson Mandela, you know, or, or Michelle Obama. Mm. You know, I was like, how do I replicate that? <laughs> so I thought, okay, all right, I um, I will try to channel my Michelle Obama. And sound more inspiring like her. So I, I did my very best. So um, every every time you know you go into for a job, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, so I wouldn't say it's repetitive. Once in a while, maybe you know you get the client you know who probably is happy to go with what your with your own spin of things. And then there are some clients who who know exactly what they want and they want to try something new, and that's great too. Now, what are some of the most memorable projects that you've taken on? Um, well, probably one of the recent ones is a theme park because I've never done a theme park job before and it's very rare to get that kind of job simply because the nature of it, you know, it's it's on a, such a big scale. Your voice is being heard throughout the theme park. So that was something I was very proud to get and very lucky. Um, and then there was, uh, okay, there's also in-flight radio show that I'm doing at the moment for a regional airline. Um, that's an English language um, hits, hit music kind of show. Um, and then something that's quite bizarre, which was many, many, many years ago. I remember going into a job and all I had to do was scream. Um, and of course, you know, you might think, oh, okay, scream. That sounds weird and easy. But there are many, many, many ways to scream. Uh, there's your two-second scream. There's your 10-second scream. Um, and the reason, the, the context for this was because I was playing a, a female character who's um, a wife and she witnesses her husband falling off a boat. So, of course, she reacts and she screams. Okay, and there's, um, there's a terrified scream, there's a surprise scream, there's the, oh, this is quite, you know, ah, or there's a, ah, or there's a horrified scream. So I learned that day that there are many, many ways to scream and it was actually very... <laughs> I actually enjoyed it, you know, it, it sort of uh, tested my range and tested my creativity. Um, yeah, so I would say that's probably one of the most memorable jobs I've done. In terms of like um, memorable projects, uh, it's, well, I have too many, I don't know where to start. But I can remember there was a period of time for like for 12 years, I was the voice for multiple skincare products, uh, multiple brands of skincare products. And uh, I have to sound very different for all the brands. Some sound more mature, some sound sexy, sensual, but some sound very young, energetic. So it's memorable for me because after all, skincare, it's about beauty. It's about the, the, the sense of aesthetic. You know, you, you need to create a, a branding that sounds like, you know, it's beautiful. It's uh, expensive, probably sometimes. However... I still need to be able to achieve a very different identity for every brand. And that 12 years gave me a very, very good confidence boost, you see. Because after, after that, I know, wow, even within the same range, I can still have a lot of voices. Uh, because my, my forte is Mandarin and Cantonese. So usually clients wouldn't want to use the same voice. Uh, for competitor brands, but they they all are aware that I'm I'm doing for the other brands, and they are fine with it. I was like, hmm, this is interesting, and then I was kind of way you know in a way I was like, 
uh, telling myself, okay, Sungpan, you've done something right. <laughs> you must have done something right or else they wouldn't want to use your voice, you know, for all the brands. Yeah, so I, I guess that's memorable, memorable for me. Yeah. Hmm. Now, we also have a listener, uh, Premraj, who wrote in to ask this, you know, do you have an example of a good voice talent or do you have any um, favourite voice actors who sort of define the media landscape here in Malaysia? Oh, our very own Jeffrey Nicholson, our very, very first president of Voice Guild Malaysia. Oh my gosh, his, his voice is like, ah, heaven. He's a legend in the industry, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. And, 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 and we have a few names like uh, Patrick Teo. He was my ex-boss. I was working in the studio that well, he's, he was a boss. I was like so, so scared of him. <laughs> and then we have Joe Hasham. Um, He's the voice of BFM. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic BFM IDs, by the way. And we have a, a several others like Victoria Gunter, uh, Ramona Rahman, and also Yasmin Yusuf, the very, very, very veteran uh, female voice. That, that was like, when I started, it was like, wow, this voice is like amazing. I love her voice. And um, of course, if 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 we want to talk about like overseas one, I have this. Um, well, he passed away, Don Lafontaine, and he's amazing. His voice is amazing. Karen, do you have any like anyone in your mind? No, I mean all those names you mentioned uh, are definitely among top of the list. You know, in terms of the especially the veterans. I mean, there's a new batch. Uh, well, not new batch, but there's an upcoming generation. People like Song Fan, who are highly talented as well. Um, oh, and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so they, they are definitely, you know, going to pave the way for a new generation, I hope, of voice talents in Malaysia. But yeah, the names that Song Fan mentioned earlier, those are definitely among the highly respected, uh, um, iconic voices that, you know, we have come to, to admire and to hopefully be able to follow in their very large footsteps. Oh, there's one more name, Basri. I love her voice. So sweet. Um, now, where do you see voice acting going in the future? I mean, especially as social media platforms have started to compete more with television as a medium for all sorts of content. And, um, you know, social media can be more dynamic as a platform. I do think that, like, what, I, what we mentioned earlier, because there are more businesses there that can afford ads nowadays. And um, in that sense, we are doing various scale of jobs uh, in terms of advertisements. And on top of that, we have more and more of these gaming products coming out. And then I have just done a, a, a mobile game character for a China company that, you know, that, that is pretty popular, I think. So in that sense, we are actually, we actually can see that our members doing more and more uh, variations of genres when it comes to voice-related work. It could be commercials, it could be uh, a typical corporate video or documentary or, pro- or even program narration and animation. And now we have more and more locally made animation film. And that is very interesting and very exciting for our members as well. And uh, yeah, I'm actually seeing a broader prospect in, in a sense for all... All, yeah, men, all voiceover talents, yeah. Yeah, I don't think social media platforms, you know, is going to change or in fact it will help I think our niche industry. 
in fact, the more media, the more platforms, the more content, better for us. And that's where, you know, yeah. the industry seems to be heading towards, right? And um, I think uh, ultimately, we just need to stay relevant. Like, for example, social media platforms, some, sometimes you need to sound younger, you need to sound less elite, so to speak. So as a professional voice talent, you have to be able to play the role that you are given. It's just like an actor. We're just like an actor. So we just need to, to, to do whatever is you know, given to us. <laughs> yeah. And also just to add that, um, by the way, Malaysian talents are really, really good voice talents. I mean, we're getting more and more slowly, but surely, you know, we're being, uh, Malaysian talents are being selected for international jobs. So it's yeah. not just in our own little backyard, but um, uh, some of our members are definitely getting jobs with international clients on international animations, for example, or international commercials. So um, it's just a matter of time, you know, before we're, you know, Malaysian talents are recognized um, more and more overseas as well. All right, Songfan, Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. We've been speaking with voice actors Songfan Seer and Karen Ho. And uh, Songfan is the president of the Voice Guild Malaysia and Karen is an ex-co member. And uh, so they were just sharing with us the experience and uh, what it takes to be a good voice talent. Mm, and clearly, you know, it goes, um, a lot goes into voice acting and it's really amazing how um, voice actors really need to think and dig deep when it comes to expressing verbal cues, mm. like friendly. You know, yes. as Karen said, there's so many ways that one can sound friendly I think so many ways one can scream that one really stuck with me (laughs) we don't think about it too much when you can see the other person because Mm -hmm. you have verbal cues that might tell you oh this person is behaving in a friendly manner and you sort of just immediately associate that tone but when you are when you're just hearing it I think it it um, it, it's quite difficult to imagine how to make sure that your voice conveys that emotion. I think um, hearing Songfan and Karen also um, makes me realise how important it is to um, be as um, detailed as possible when giving these kinds of cues. I mean, mm. we sometimes also write scripts, don't we, for radio ads and promos and just, I've, um, I've made the mistake of doing that <laughs> friendly voice <laughs> and uh, clearly that's not giving um, a voice actor much guidance or sound stress yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were asking you on Twitter you know does the voiceover in a commercial or audio content make a difference to how you connect with it um, a lot of people uh, a lot of you think so about 71% of you say yes but um, 30% of you uh, 29% sorry say um, not really so I guess it it, it does differ from person to person, right? And of course, we also have uh, quite a few comments of um, people's favourite voice actors. Um, On Twitter, we have Eva as well as um, um, Amar Bellary, who says that of um, who has said that it's Yasmin Yusuf who's oh, their favorite. Course, yes. um, we have Suraya who says that um, who says Grace Ng is um, their favorite voice actor. Mm. We also have. Oh, one moment. Um, the little sports Jedi who says that um, who says uh, Peter Cullen, who's the voice of Optimus Prime, oh. as well as um, Steve Bloom, who voices um, Spike Spiegel from an anime called Cowboy Bebop. Oh, unfortunately, I don't think either of us are too familiar <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's right. Um, anything on WhatsApp? Yes, we also have someone who WhatsApped in to say Morgan Freeman. Um, also made a small mm. shout out to BFM's announcers. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for that. But 
This person also has a very important question now. Who voiced Yusuf Tayyip? Oh, <laughs> I think that's what everyone wants to know. And I think that for that ad, it's really been that voice, that whisper that just, everyone remembers, and right? And just goes with you the entire day. You'll hear it once and it will stick I'm with hearing you. it right now. <laughs> Well, um, you know, this has been a really great conversation. It's really interesting um, to find out that actually um, voice talents do have an impact on a lot of you uh, and that, um, you know, you, you guys remember their names uh, and, and you do relate to the content that they're voicing as well. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for the Daily Digest today. Um, but if you missed any part of our conversation earlier, you can download the podcast at bfm.my slash daily digest as well as the BFM app. Do check us out on Facebook at BFM The Bigger Picture to drop us a direct message. Uh, coming up after the 3 o'clock news, we've got another episode of Good Things this Friday. Juliet Jacobs will be speaking with Pusparani from MIAR, which is a non-profit, no-kill, volunteer dog rescue organisation serving the Selangor area. So do tune in for that conversation. Uh, once again, this has been The Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.